Welcome to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, author, publisher, and joy advocate, guiding you into all things life transformational. And in this series, I have the privilege of interviewing authors who have made a difference and made an impact in the world with their published books or chapters in anthologies. And today, my guest is my dear friend and mentor, Lori Raggio. Welcome, Lori. I'm so happy that you joined me today. Thanks, Marianne. As usual, we always have these amazing conversations that we actually never know exactly where they're going to go. So it's always an adventure. <laughs> it totally is an adventure. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, the mission of my heart is to spread more love and joy around the world. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like interviewing these authors is one way I get to do that because I get to highlight the words and the hearts and the vulnerable stories and the healing and the transformation that happens as people start writing their books or participating in an anthology and getting a chapter written and put out there into the world. And so, um, I just want to ask Lori, who is Lori and what good do you bring into the world? Well, it's it's kind of fascinating because I've been working on changing that up a little bit and how I answer that. And so I think today I want to answer that is I am a certified why coach. Oh. And as part of being a certified why coach, I needed to learn my own why, how and what, uh, which is something I included in the book. But I actually believe that there's always a better way to show up and to be and how we show up impacts what we do. So I believe there's always opportunities and possibilities to show up as our greatest self. Yes. And really kind of as a, as a lifelong learner, um, I really like to partner with people to help them co-create the life that they desire and they deserve. And that really is aligned with their passions and their talents and their interests and their values. And really one of the ways I do that is by offering this consistent like container or environment of safety and trust. And that's then kind of how they're, you know, their sharing and all of their growth and, and transformation happens. Yes, 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 yes. So you've written another book yeah. and um, tell us a little bit about that. I have a copy of it here. <laughs> yes. Muted Voices. So yeah, tell, us actually, tell us about that. This is actually my sixth in the past three years, six chapter in a book anthology in the past three years. Um, and this one was most special really to me because three of my coaching clients are also authors. And so it was just this really neat feeling to, to encourage them to start to write their stories mm -hmm. and then watch the transformation that has happened you know, because they have started to put their stories out there. And, and in fact, and you know this, Marianne, I mean, one of those authors is now ready to write her own book. And she's just like so thrilled and excited about it. And so am I. 
because I can only imagine like what this is going to end up being, <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was so, that was so exciting when I, when I told you about wanting to do the book and offered that yeah. for you to be in it. And then you just sort of like gathered this little, <laughs> this little entourage that followed yeah, you yeah. over. And yes, I mean, so many of them even receive such benefit of, of being in this. And like mm -hmm. you said, one of the ladies is now working with me to develop her manuscript yeah. because she has such an amazing experience by being in one chapter yes. of this book. Yes. It made such a profound impact on her that she now was ready to tell her story. And yeah. so we were working on that. So I, I so appreciate that that you not only came along, but you brought others with you. That was very, <laughs> such a, well, such and a I guess that's kind of part of, you know, as I've, as I've participated in these six different anthologies, I mean, the, the key thing for me is that I've been able to tell a little bit more of my story each time. Yes. And yes. this was the very first time that I've publicly talked about my anorexia and yes. how that initially led to me being muted, but then eventually really offered me the gift of being unmuted. And so, you know, as I've looked back at these chapters, I hopefully maybe next year will be ready to write my own book. Um, but I mean, it's just, you know, each chapter is, is really expanding um, my offering of what's happened in my life and, and how I use that to, to support others. Yes. Yeah. And so many times, I mean, even like you're talking about that each time you write an anthology and now this being your sixth chapter um, and, and they're different, they're different. Yeah, they're um, definitely different. Yeah. They're different messages. They're different um, um vulnerable stories that helped you grow, helped you become aware. And you got those aha moments that something had to shift. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always talk about our mess being our message, you know, yeah. what we go through that mess that we lived that kept us muted um, or however it affected your life. Um, yeah. Usually becomes kind of what we either coach about or talk about or have a product for because we know it supports the healing or the transformation. So, um, you know, why was this book important for you to participate in? What mm. about it? What about your story? Did you want to tell? Because you knew it was time you'd healed enough past that, that it was time to expose that. Right. And I also just want to bring something up because people who oh. might be watching this are seeing this, but the light, the sun is starting to come in mm -hmm. my window and it's, I'm trying to move. So it's not showing up on my face, but it's fascinating that the sun is just mm -hmm. it's joining mm -hmm. us and highlighting, yeah. <laughs> highlighting yeah. our conversation. You have um, a prism on your face. I know I have a prism on my face. It's okay. It's beautiful. Um, but I think for me, you know, one of the things was talking about how I think my anorexia started and it had to do with some major illnesses as a very young child. And so, you know, I could go back and look at it as, you know, these childhood illnesses can leave a scar on our lives and can also though be a blessing 
And so as I am, you know, have grown and matured and now at 61 can kind of look back and say, yeah, some of it was very painful, mm-hmm. but it really has offered me this experience and this viewpoint that now I can support and help others with, yes. um, you know, and, and so life doesn't have to be challenge and suffering. You know, so that was really kind of the message I think that came to me really loud and clear this time. Yes. Um, in the timing of, of writing this, um, you know, one of the things when you have anorexia is that you kind of, you close down yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the muting happens because you're really allowing your body to like be diminished almost to be invisible talk about being muted (laughs) you know going from 133 pounds to 85 I mean I totally was physically shrinking Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it yes you know so it's just it was fascinating but you know what I've learned and, and grown from that is that you know, especially over the last two or so years, I know now what I want in my life. I know what I want in my relationships. I've built a very strong spiritual foundation Mm -hmm. that has recently led to me finding my soulmate. (laughs) And so again, I could have looked at all of those experiences early on um, as being bad, challenging, difficult, painful, but they really have led to this, this ability to totally live life on a different level than I ever have been able to before. And to manifest relationships that I've always wanted. Mm. So the timing was amazing. It was part of my healing and my work to get to this point. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think there, there, there's certainly times that it, it takes us time to be able to acknowledge that, that, this is like another step, another, mm-hmm. you know, pe- peel of the onion that comes off yeah. um, so that we're, we're okay with sharing it. Mm-hmm. That emotional sting has been healed enough that, yes. we're, that we're able to share it. And it's more of just a story yes. and foundation that brought us to where we are, but yet it's not, it's still not, such an emotional trigger that we can't talk about it. Right. You know, we're actually becoming of service because yes, yes has now become our message and the message is of healing and hope. Yes. And joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what I've found over the last three years is that the writing is my biggest way of sharing mm. that. Yes. Um, and I think we don't quite know what we're capable of as far as writing a chapter or writing a book until we actually start to do it. 
Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I feel like there's, yeah. I mean, writing has been such a big part of my life for years. Um, and I remember I started my blog back in 2015, I think, Valentine's yeah. Day. Ah. My first, I posted my first blog and I go back and read some of those and I go, oh my, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not very good, but they were at the heart of where I was there. Yes. And it's sort of like you're talking about every time you're in a chapter, it's something else that was able to peel away. Yes. And so, you know, even as I watch my writing progress, you know, yeah. I, I'm not that same person. Yeah. So yeah. I can write about different things on a deeper level. Yes. Then yeah. I would have ever dreamed back then. Yeah. 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 And that's why I really, I always encourage people that if they're, if they have any interest at all in writing about their story, it start out small, start out with a, a chapter yes. in a book, mm -hmm. you know, and then just kind of yeah. go from there. Cause it's so, it's so healing, just the process. Yes, it is. You're you. I don't think you could ever write something personal like that without some kind of growth, additional growth. Yes. But you may think you have healed completely through that and you're good to go. And then you'll find another layer that needs to be. Yeah, healed. Yeah, yeah. So there's always a healing process, a transformational process as we write our stories. And that's mm -hmm. why I just I, I love it that every one of these stories in Unmuted Voices even is always shares hope because yes. they didn't stay there. Y'all didn't stay there. We didn't mm -hmm. stay there because I have a chapter in the book too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't stay in religious trauma. I moved through that and, and, mm -hmm. you know, still working on it. It's a journey always. Um, well, and we never know who's going to pick up that book Yes. or who we choose to gift it to, or mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I share, all the books with my clients, with my family, with friends, with, you know, people I meet. I know you've heard this story before too. I, I walk um, in a community that's got two different lakes and two different book boxes. And every time one of the new books comes out, I always go put one in the book box and just with a little note on my chapter saying something of, you know, I've lived in this community or, you know, enjoy or whatever. Um, because you just never know. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was in a, I was in a um, breakout room just this recently, um, in a meeting, um, and we were talking about asking others to share and how sometimes it's difficult for us to, you know, kind of put ourselves out there and ask for help or ask, ask for people to share. But like it, it, one of the ladies mentioned, you know, you. Don't think about sharing to maybe a specific person. Just share it because you don't know who is out there who might read your words, who might read, uh, uh, pick up a course or, mm -hmm. you know, decide to coach with someone because you don't know that they're suffering in silence. Right. They're suffering because of their mute, muted voices. Yes. And um, so, you know, like like Lori says, just share it. You know, yeah. she didn't know who would pick up this out of the book box. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it's it's um, source knows no bounds. Energy knows no bounds. Healing knows no bounds. 
So we don't know. Just share, share, share. Share what's on your heart. Share the message of hope and love. So, um, you know, what were some of the gifts that you feel like have come out of that? Because um, I know you have so many questions in your integrative exercises at the end of your chapter that we yeah. might want to touch on a couple of those. But what, what were some yeah. of the gifts that have shown up for you because you said yes to mm -hmm. writing a book, being in a chapter. Um, what, what is this impact yeah. on you? For me, it's that I find myself, the more I write and the more I offer, you know, my stories in the chapters, the more grounded I feel, mm -hmm. the more aligned I feel with my own values and, and kind of the, the calling from my heart and my soul. And then I also, you know, am more comfortable with, and, you know, part of my title in this chapter is being unapologetically me. And so I no longer am willing to kind of change mm -hmm. who I am to meet someone else's needs or requirements or something like that. So I think it has helped me to learn how to discern better, you know, which relationships are really good for me and which are going to support my, mm -hmm. you know, continued growth and transformation. So it's led to me looking at certain relationships and choosing not to be involved anymore, whether it's friendships or, you know, colleagues. Um, and so, I mean, that's been huge to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I think that's probably been the biggest piece. And then, you know, being just really excited about sharing these stories with everyone and anyone. And so, you know, sometimes when we write things and we're saying it for the first time, you know, we might have some concerns about what our family or friends or others might think about it. But actually it's our own experience and, and maybe they didn't experience the situation the same and that's okay. Yeah. I so agree because there was one time, not, not that long ago, last year, maybe that I finally thought this is the only sister that I have left in my family. My parents are gone and her twin is gone. And so it's just she and I, and I called her one day and I said, how was your childhood experience? Just mm -hmm. like you said, hers is so different from my yeah. mine. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't make either one of those experiences wrong. It's just it was no. different. You know? Yeah, it was so different, such a different experience because they, you know, they perceive things differently. They yes. they seem to be a little more compliant where I was not as compliant. So, <laughs> you know, in our in our religious upbringing, it was a very staunch, very, you know controlling kind of situation because they were so trying to, you know, my parents were trying to get me to do what they thought was right. So they were teaching me to follow the rules and, um, uh, you know, and, and, and when I couldn't, they just used whatever means that they thought would help. Yeah. So I'm not bashing what my parents did or how my childhood was so much more kind of negative than my sisters yeah. were because um, we're all working 
from what we have. Yeah. I mean, if I could go back and do some of the things differently with my children, right? Because I'm so much more at peace now. Yeah. Oh, it could have been a much better childhood for them too. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah. certainly we're 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 always to the point where we where we do reach the reap the benefits of these gifts that come out of our healing. Absolutely. And, sure. well, and, and I think also the people then that we are interacting with when we're in this kind of stage of our life are, are benefiting, <laughs> you know, yeah. as well. Right. Because we're showing up more confident, more peaceful, more happy. And, yeah. you know, people can see that and they can experience that. Cause you even mentioned to me, you know, even how, your siblings reacted to you yeah. to, to reading your chapter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Part of because like, I hadn't really shared with them, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of what I had been going through or working on. And, and so they were like, wow, you know, we're, we're happy for you. Congratulations. And even my sister, Christy, who's like 18 months younger than me, she reminded me, she's like, you know, I was there most of the time with you as you were going through all this stuff. And, you know, I was like so focused on me mm -hmm. that I didn't even realize, you know, yeah. so that opened up some, you know, conversations with her about that. Yeah. Yeah. We never know where the healing is going to yeah. lead. Yeah. Because that that's, you know, shifting and they're seeing you in a different light and you're seeing them yeah. in a different light. And even the situation is, yeah. it, it feels a little different now because you weren't, so, so you're, you're not in that self-absorbed place yes. of protection and muting and, um, you know, trying to regain your control. Right. Um, whereas now they get to see you as this different strong person mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. in the strength in a different way not an yes. exterior way it's that yeah. inner it's strength in, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's more the in inside um, yeah yeah so i'd love for you to maybe talk about a couple of these questions that you have in yeah, your yeah. Sure. because they're they're powerful folks yeah. they're, <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe we could look at a couple of them and even maybe both you and I share it. And I guess encouraging people who are, you know, watching, listening to this to really kind of dig deep themselves and, and answer these questions. Um, and so one of the ones is, you know, where in your body do you feel power? So when you're feeling powerful, like where in your body do you feel it? Yeah, for me, I think I feel, I feel clear minded. Yeah. But then I, I think that solar plexus, you know, area where our, our self power is and our self empowerment yeah. spot is and and i'm actually very even mindful of wearing my crystals or stones like this is an amber so this mm -hmm. is a sunny stone which reflects our solar plexus of course and um um because i i need that support and mm -hmm. so yeah for me i think i feel clear-minded i feel the clarity of my thoughts 
um, the confusion is, you know, the cobwebs are kind of swept yeah. away. <laughs> and then you feel that forward motion of your solar plexus pulling you forward. Yeah. 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 yeah me too. It's solar plexus. It's, it's, um, kind of in some ways it is for me tied to the anorexia because as I was really enthralled all those years, I, I kind of um, didn't allow myself to feel hunger or anything in that whole area. And so I shut that down. And what I'm finding is that is where my strength is. That's where I tap into my intuition. That's where I make my best decisions from. Um, and I think where how we can tie it to, you know, muting or unmuting is that when we know and can trust what the body signals that we're receiving, yeah. it allows us to use our voice mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of shutting it down. But there's got to be that connection and that recognition of our bodies talk to us all the time. Oh, absolutely. And we need to listen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think it's a great, you know, a great question. So when we're feeling the most powerful, like where are we feeling it? Um, mm -hmm. And then how are we making our decisions from that place? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to feel a pretty strong yes mm -hmm. in my body the way I make decisions. So, because if it's just a mushy, I don't know, or a, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Then it's really a hell no. Right. No, it's not a hell yes. <laughs> so until you get that full, Oh, I'm exhilarated. I'm, you know, this is the way, Yeah. yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and how many of us have, not listened and not paid attention and, and you know yeah. so I think when I work with um, my coaching clients that's one of the things that we talk a lot about is just kind of really understanding the signals that our body is is giving us and to trust them and for some people that's so new they haven't really yeah. you know learned that or thought about that before yeah oh yeah I mean years ago when I first started studying metaphysics, I got Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. Yes. And I, in the back of her book, the book is so great, but in the back of the book are all these diseases and body parts and illnesses and things. And then she lists the probable emotional cause. Mm. And I created so much sickness in my body because my body was listening and I wasn't listening to my body because I didn't understand mm -hmm. that. You know, like you talked about, you know, we're just not taught to listen to our body. Right. And our body's giving us signals all the time. And all the diseases and illnesses that I had over the years because of the toxic indoctrination that I was living that negative life, um, you know, I could go down that list of emotional traumas <laughs> or emotional probable causes and go, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And this is why, because this is the belief I held mm. and it created this emotional response. Mm. And so it affected that part of my body. I mean, I think I say it in my chapter and I've said it on the podcast before that over the years from childhood up, um, I created throat or thyroid diseases three different times because <laughs> of my muting. 
Right. I wasn't allowed to speak up. I wasn't, you know, women were to be silent and to be submissive and, you know, not let their wants, needs, and desires to be acknowledged. Right. Um, Because that would interfere with whatever the man that was in her life Mm -hmm. wanted or needed. So um, I, 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 I totally understand the physical thing now, but I didn't understand before. And right. how our body is listening to our energy, you know, yeah. to what we're talking about, to what we're being. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're wanting to even quiet, even to kind of disappear with your anorexia when you started with that and shrinking from what you say, 133 pounds to 85. 84. I mean, your poor yeah. little body was just responding to... <laughs> You're trying to tell it it's not worthy. Right. Absolutely. Right. You're not worthy to be seen. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, and the other thing I know that we've talked about and, you know, I certainly, you know, support my clients through is a whole idea that, you know, even though we're, we're working and we're growing and we're transforming, if there is an area in our life that we still need to learn about, we will continue to have experiences and, and people, you know, show up in our lives to help us to continue to work on it. Yeah. Um, you know, so having those illnesses come up, you know, at different times in your life, right? It's like, Absolutely. okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Opportunity. yeah. Yeah, because now I can be, I'm much more aware of when my body gives me little signals. Yeah. Whereas before, I just thought I was a sickly person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had anything to do with it, yeah. you know. But even, you know, even then when we start understanding it, our intuition does even come through our body. You know, right. what, what a glorious offering that our body is giving us. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, another um, another question I, I, I put in here that I, you know, again, would kind of like our listeners and viewers to think about is, you know, what if you were showing up as bold, brave, visible, and unstoppable, what are you no longer available for? Mm. So if you're showing up in this way that you want to be bold, brave, visible, unstoppable, like, what do you just, you no longer available for? They for me, it would definitely be. I would be. I, I would no longer be available for fear mm. of pulling back, of shying away. Yeah. Because what will they think? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I, when I am in that position, and I'm not wavering. You know, I'm, I'm stable in that in the time. You know, it's like I, I really don't care what they think. Mm. This is my truth, big T truth. Yes. You know, just because it doesn't resonate with them doesn't doesn't mean that I'm not what I'm saying isn't valid mm-hmm. and worthy of being heard. You know, we we just have to put it out there rather than being scared of what others will think, because I do this almost every time thinking, you know, what will somebody think yeah. if I put this strong statement out there? Yeah. So you would not be available for fear. Yeah. 
you know, it wouldn't have to be that way anymore. Mm. It would be such an easier walk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it does feel easy when I'm in it. Right. When I go back into default and kind of go back into that proving energy instead of uh, into a sourced energy. So what about you? Very similar. I put self-doubt in comparison to others. Oh, wow. Yeah. So very, very similar. So if I'm showing up, you know, confident and bold and brave and visible and just like nothing can stop me from doing what's important and making the impact that I want to make, self-doubt has no room and neither does comparing me to others. Because it doesn't, at that point, that doesn't even make any sense. Yes. Because I'm not like anyone else. Mm. Uniquely, you know, here to you know, use my gifts and share them with others. And it doesn't really, like you said, it doesn't really matter what anybody else is doing. No. I love how Abraham Hicks talks about it. It's like everybody else is irrelevant. Not that we don't care about them. It's yeah, just right, that right. they're, they're irrelevant to how we're living life, how we're vibrating, how we're believing, mm-hmm. how we're knowing and trusting source, how we're, trusting the unfolding of our life mm-hmm. and you know fulfilling our desires because i always love how you say uh, that the life that we desire and deserve i love that i love that statement that you always say and yeah. um you know so really what somebody else is doing is irrelevant to how i want to how i want to feel good how mm-hmm. i want to determine my life to be mm-hmm. um because, you know, as we tap into the joy of who we are, our joy embodiment, our love embodiment, no matter what, we're going to be a benefit to anybody yes. around us. You can't cause harm. Yeah. When yeah. you're stably in your power, your boldness, your your love, your joy, mm-hmm. your clarity. Mm-hmm. So it's always a benefit. Yeah. 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 Whether they're ready to hear it or not, you you can't, well, right. <laughs> you can't uh, yeah. determine yeah. their readiness to hear or receiving, but um, you're still yeah. raising the energy of the all yes. of the yeah. universe, of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the last question that I really, that I really love, and that is, you know, kind of like taking it to action then. So then who mm-hmm. do we need to be? to show up fully expressed and unmuted. Who who do we need to be? Wow. I mean, I can, I mean, I put confident, trusting, aligned with my, my why, my how, my what, focused on making an impact, being guided as that vehicle for transformation and being that catalyst. Mm-hmm. So if I'm showing up in all of those ways, then I will be fully expressed and unmuting. Yeah. What about what you, popped, Marianne? What what popped in my head was I I sing this little ditty. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, you are a being of love. Marianne, you are a being of love, 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 love. And it's this little ditty that I I found on a. Uh, they sang it a little differently. I had to switch it up. <laughs> 
Because I, I heard a coach talk about, you know, say your name when you say mm. your I am's, our, yes. our, our affirmation statements, you know, and even to the point of um, one of the coaches, you know, talked about bilateral stimulation. So sometimes yes. when I sing that little ditty or I say I am statement, yeah, yeah. you know, I do my bilateral stimulation because it locks it into your body. Yeah. You know, it anchors it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, now I can't remember what the question was you asked. <laughs> who who would you need to be oh, to show okay. up fully expressed? Yeah. <laughs> that being of love, it it covers so much. Yeah, because it totally changes your perspective and 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 how you approach life. So, I mean, for me, that's what immediately popped in my head. I could hear myself singing that little ditty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sing to myself. Um, so, yeah, just living that lo love embodied that we already are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. puts that trust, puts that why, how, and, and yeah, yeah. you know, answers those questions that we yeah. don't necessarily have uh, answers to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just, yeah, I just heard that little ditty of <laughs> what I am a being of love. You know, I know you've heard this story, but I mean, at the last um, retreat with, you know, one of our mentors, Darla Ledoux, mm -hmm. um, one of the groups was doing a, an activity with all of us. And so we were in a huge circle and, you know, one by one, people stepped into the middle of the circle and had to answer the, the question or the statement, I am. I am, Ooh. and each person got about five different times to do that. And each time, you know, the answer to I am got deeper and deeper for every person. And I probably will never forget this, but the last time that I stood into that circle and Davia, who's such a dear friend of all mm -hmm. of ours, Dr. Davia Shepherd, was there too. And I had this need, and I don't even know where this came from, but I stood right in front of her. Mm. And now I'm getting kind of emotional because I remember the feeling. Stood right in front of her, and I said, I am worthy. Yes. And there was like this just connection and just this amazing feeling of that's the foundation. Mm -hmm. That's a foundation of being unmuted. That's the foundation of yes. being able to use our gifts and, and help other people. Um, but if we're not feeling that, yeah, it's tough to use our voice. Very much. But it was just the, the most neat and significant activity, you know, at this retreat. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be dynamic to go through that to that process. You know, if you went through it five times, it would it would turn deeper yeah. and deeper. And yeah. Um, so, I hate to say, but I think we're running out of time <laughs> for this recording. Not time forever, but right. So, I do want to thank you, Lori, for being my guest and. Um, you can get a hold of Lori by contacting her through her email, Lori at inspiregreatnesscoaching.com. And of course, um, I'll also include her link on 
her LinkedIn and these, these, all these links will be in the show notes for your convenience, because I do want you to connect with Lori. If you feel that little tugging, because not only does she work with this, she also works with your ge geographical soulmate and matching you up because she's a matchmaker for that. So be sure. And, and if that piques your interest, you definitely want to contact Lori because it's amazing. She moved across the country during the pandemic to be in her geographical soulmate. So uh, be sure to get a hold of Lori. And um, Thank also, you, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Also, please like, comment and share. Share this podcast. If this touched your heart and you know someone who it will touch, share it. Just share the video it's because you don't know, like we talked about earlier, you don't know who's suffering in silence. And this may be the exact word they need to begin their healing journey. So I appreciate that. Um, you can visit our website as we help authors become published and bestsellers and express their stories and tell everyone about who they are and, and what they can live in the healing that they can receive visit our website at envisiongreatness.com because uh, there's a there's an opportunity to explore publishing of a free call with me um, and you can apply to work with us. Um, there's something there. If you feel a book or a chapter, there's an urgency for you to help participate and write your story. Get a hold of me because I'll be happy to help. Lori, do you have any parting words of wisdom you would like to share with us? I, I think for me, it, it is like you were just mentioning, take the opportunity to write Yes, at the healing true. process, whether it's a journal, whether it's a book chapter, whether it's a book, but if you're not already, write. Yes. Absolutely. Writing has been such a lifelong thing for me. You know, I dabbled in it because I was told I wasn't a good reader. So then I didn't think I was a good writer either. I'll through childhood and up, but oh my, such a dynamic, powerful way mm -hmm. to unlock and release things in our lives and then welcome in yes. the healing. And that happens during writing. And that's why so many people that participate in anthologies like this have such a profound change. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it makes such a profound impact you know, for good in their lives and they're using it. And so I thank you again, Lori, so much, so, so much for being my guest. You're welcome. And remember everyone, you are joy looking for a way to express. Find someone, get a hold of Lori, get a hold of me, find a coach that will help you express you unapologetically. Um, and uh, we love you and we'll talk to you next time.